Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Put your hands up if anyone's ever asked you how quickly you can run three kilometers. No? We thought not. That's because bench press and barbecues are all that really matter in this world. Boys and girls, two masters of the old arts, flats and shanks. Hello everybody and welcome to episode five. Apparently I said episode five last week when it was four, but I'm saying five and it's five of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. Tom Shank, Liam. All right, fella? Yeah, good, good. How are you, mate? I'm all right. Nice, bit- to, be, nice to be back in Bath. Yeah, thanks for coming over two weeks in a row, mate. No worries, no worries. Good of you, that. I've just got uh, a lot on, haven't I? 72 pence a mile, isn't it, petrol? Mm. You do I've got, I just couldn't come to Cardiff because I've got to have lunch with a sex toy company today. <laughs> have you really? Yeah. Not a joke. Who? Love Honey, a bath-based company. Um, online sex toys. There's been a documentary on them on Channel 4. Very, very successful, guys. Uh, is this why you've got all the boxes in your living room? <laughs> trying them out? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Men's and women's. They have a no quibbles returns policy. Men's and women's? Yeah, they got everything in there. I did a tour of the factory once, um, and the favourite thing I saw was a thing called 12 pounds of titties. And it's literally these massive boobs that you basically stick. I think they've got suckers on them, and you stick them to the floor. Yeah. And the boobs just stick up in the air, and then you, I don't know, do what you want with them. Use them as a pillow. So why why meet and Sing you? to them. Because Well, you... no, I, I've... I've, it's, it's actually my friends own a magazine called Bath Life yes and they do a Bath Life business club every month where they get some pe- run owners of a different business okay successful business in all different sorts of worlds to come in and just talk about stuff and oh, okay. it's all light and fun and whatever see I just imagined you in a room full of women trying out different toys sadly not no but it's funny you go to their offices and they've just got like normal offices but all of their like door handles and paperweights and that sort of stuff are all you know dildos that would be my ultimate job working in somewhere like Ann Summers on the till. <laughs> just people coming up there with their goods, just 
Oi, oi. <laughs> this one for you, is it? Nice. Oi, oi. Yeah. Buying it for a friend, are we? Top seller, this one. So they are, very, these guys, I went to I went to a dinner with them last week in Bath as well and um, sat on the same table as them and they bring goodie bags everywhere they go and you can okay. imagine what's in the goodie bags. No, um, I can't what? Uh, sort of workman's tools, stuff like that. Okay. Chocolates. Stuff, JCB stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm wearing the thong now that I got from that dinner. It's great in the gym. Something you'd, you'd expect to get from tool shed. <laughs> yeah. Only made of rubber. B and Q. Yeah. 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 So uh, thanks for coming over. I appreciate that. Yeah. No problem at all, boy. By the way, Daisy the cat's just walked in. The dogs are around. We're in my sitting room. So um, it might get noisy. It's like a bloody zoo here, but we'll we'll wait and see. Anyway, how are you? Talking of zoos, mate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Scott Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Mate. 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 Incredible story. I love it. Uh, do you know what? It's up there with, a, with the Andy great. Powell golf buggy. Yeah. But what what's even better is... The, I said this on the Channel 5 last night because it's, by the way, it's Monday Monday, Monday morning where we are. Um, one of the lads who watched it said, you all right, boy? It's the first thing. Then the other one said, said to the other guy who ever had the phone, do you film that for Jeremy Beadle, boy? <laughs> 250 <laughs> Oh, that's so you film that for Jeremy Beadle or what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that. Incredible. So uh, for those who don't know, Scott Baldwin got bitten by a lion. Um, they were out playing the cheetahs in South Africa and obviously a bit of downtime. They've gone and visit a lion park. Yeah. Um, some of the boys in the video, I mean, we'll retweet it later on today, but some of the boys in the video were stroking the lions. Yeah. And they were stroking the lions on the side. So they're stroking their bellies or sides. Scott Baldwin decides to stroke it on the nose. Which is right near its mouth. Behind the ears, like a cat. And the lion just grabs his hand, bites it. Ah, ah, yeah, oi, what I, a squealer, though. Yeah. Squealer. Did you see that? What I put? Squealer. I'd oh, like no. To, I'd I didn't see that. What did you there. put? So I'd, I'd like to think if the shoe was on the other foot and I got bitten, I wouldn't squeal like that. Oh, did you? Just a grimace. Yeah. I'll just say a firm no. Like self-defense. Lucky though. Could have been a lot worse. Well, could it? Well, I suppose yeah, it could. It could have ripped his arm off. Well, of course it could, yeah. If it could have got around its wrist, he would have been in... It might not let go. But, not um, lines are like these days. He's on a, he's on a WhatsApp group and um, he put on the group, he said, yeah, the, um, the ranger said it'd be okay to stroke him. <laughs> And he's put an emoji with a big nose. Or a Pinocchio emoji. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but li- li- he's literally trying to like stroke it round uh, round his head and his face. Yeah. I saw one tweet say, well, who, what? I meant to screenshot it, but I looked just now and I haven't. And it was someone saying, this is a disgrace. Um, he shouldn't be allowed to play for his... And I was just like, oh, for what? God's sake. Stroking a lion? It's a, it's a stupid thing to do, but it's, but it's funny. He's had his hand bitten by a lion and he can see the funny side of it. I was like, oh, for Christ's sake. And then someone replied and said, bore off your nose or whatever. And it was like, oh, someone's paying his wages for the, the weeks he's injured. It's like, oh, piss off. Puts his neck on the line four days a week, mate. He wasn't, he wasn't swimming with hippos. People love to be outraged. They love to be outraged. How about just looking at it and thinking that is bloody funny because he got away with it? Hippos kill more people than uh, lions. They kill more people than people. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah, hippos. I, I I came close, mate, to hippo death. Really? Yeah, properly. I think they, they tried to mount me. Thought I was its wife or something. No, I I uh, was in a I was in a kayak. I was in a kayak. No, I was in a kayak in Zambia with Matt Powell, ex Worcester Warriors Dream Team, two thousand and five. Darren Morris's Sky Sports Dream Team, and our guide. And it was on. Remember Gav Johnson, the South African fullback? Yes, played I at do. Sarries. It was his lodge on the Zambezi. Another freebie. And him, no, it wasn't. Oh, no, I won it for Young Player of the Year at Sarri's. So up yours. You play, You were playing that year. You didn't win it anyway. 
because I want to watch the year before for Young Player of the Year. Then I want to holiday the next year. Sorry about that. I was Welsh. Um, I went on Lions tour. Yeah, mind you, they have to pick a certain number of Welshies. So, um, yeah, I presume you were there for midweek banter anyway. I could have done that. So I went on this thing and the hippos disappear under the water. And it, mate, the guys like go, just start paddling. And then suddenly the guide, who's like seen it all before, lived there his whole life, starts screaming this super high-pitched scream. Go, 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 go. We were like, shit, go, go, go. We're in kayaks. We're moving at like three miles an hour. Yeah. I'm a shit in a kayak, as you might imagine. I'm basically like a hippo in a kayak with opposable thumbs. I don't know. Your upper body would be good. Paddling. Thank you. And got away. And um, the hippo like burst out of the water. By that time, it was realistically 20 metres, 30 metres behind us. Yeah. But where we were. And he said, they see where you are. They go under and they pop up where you were. And he's like, that is a direct attack. That is that He is coming for us. And this guy panicked and was screaming. And we were properly shitting it. Anyway, we got right down the river and we stopped like for a laugh and whatever. <laughs> and it was like, bloody hell, can you imagine that? And then there are crocodiles. They're on the side and they're miles away and they're not that big. They're probably six feet long, but that's not very big for a crocodile. He's like, crocodiles, you've got the camera. Yeah, yeah. So the crocodiles are there. And they, they two crocodiles just slip into the water like 50 yards away. And Powley just gets the oar and fucking whacks me in. <laughs> Oars me right under the Aww. armpit. Get in there. Have some of that. Practical joke. Puts me in with crocs. Shit yourself. Camera gone, the lot. But um, survived it, man. Yeah, survived it. Well done. That was after the England tour in 2000. I stayed out there. Lots of people go on holidays with their wives and girlfriends, but I just powerly flew out and we went on the piss in Zambia. With hippos. With hippos. Mm. Um, while the news has been going on, Danny Wilson. Cardiff. Um, yes. Yeah, he gave, a, he gave a pretty stinging pre-match interview, didn't he? Yeah, well, he also... Um, he was also on Scrum 5 yesterday as well and Peter Jackson did a piece on the Blues and it's just it's just not good PR. I think it's six coaches in six years. Peter Jackson doesn't muck about. He's actually a very insightful guy and he says, he goes, he's pretty punchy. He does, yeah, he does. Um, initially, I thought that I like the, the Blues weren't renewing Danny Wilson's contract but it's actually of his own accord. He made sure he got that in in the interview I saw. Uh, it's, yeah, well, it's big, isn't it? You know, you yeah. don't want to be, you don't want to be sacked from your job if, you know, if you're, if you're, yeah not becoming head coach the following season you know you want to make sure that you're stepping away and the club if you don't say that the club will write a statement that, yeah they probably will that doesn't you know doesn't they will um, a lot of talk where he's going potentially Northampton as um, forwards coach instead of Dorian West that's what I've heard mate drop the mate bit it, oh yeah we'll talk about Saints in a minute but yeah, I can't it's, see it's anyone getting there can you it's all to do with, with budgets and you know he, he can't from Danny Wilson's point he can't grow the squad that he wants with the budgets that being set and the money that is is being given to the region so it's a tough one for him all he's got to do is get the owner to like start offering players deposits on houses yeah that's um, alright isn't it yeah the problem with the owner is that he's owed 14 million as well and wants that money back aren't we all mate aren't we all I'm not owed 40 million me neither close yeah is it, that is a that is a pretty stinging Assessment of where Blues are at. Isn't and when you're it? talking about the the capital city club, you know the club that probably should in have a the rugby biggest, nation. Yeah, the the club that probably should have the biggest commercial revenue. Yeah, doesn't know, does it? Scarlets has more commercial revenue. It does. Yeah, no, you told me that on the pod. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You I, didn't, I didn't know you that. Meant, you weren't meant to say it. Oh, lied there. Wasn't I? We'll let. We'll oh, let well. slip. Said that. Um, yeah. So yeah, not good. That's not, not good. good times at the moment. But it's one of those things that. You know, you sit here and you say, well, Cardiff should be the biggest club. It should be the best funded club. 
should have the best resources, the best facilities, although facilities, I think, mean pretty much nothing. It does have great facilities. But it should have a great stadium, at least for the fans. But then you think, well, Cardiff should be flying and they should be at least quarterfinals of Europe every season, the big Europe, mm. <clears throat> Champions Cup. They should be bang up there like they kind of used to be for a while. But then you think, well, actually, it's easy for us to say that, but someone's got to go along and pay for it. Yeah. Someone's got to say, well, I'm willing to lose. I'm willing to lose five million quid a year or eight million quid a year to make this a great club. And if I had 10 billion in the bank, I wouldn't do that. No, well, yeah. Let alone 50 million. Well, you probably would if you had 10 billion. I don't know. Would, why, why would you want to just go give away millions of pounds? You're not, you're not buying rugby clubs to be profitable. You know, you're buying them for the QDOS. You're buying them to, as a hobby more so. You yeah. know, if, if you've got money to invest, you're not investing it in, in a rugby club. No, you're buying classic cars and making money on them. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's funny. I mean, you're buying sex toys. <clears throat> everyone's different. Yeah, because it's never been, a, never has been, and probably never will be an option. I, I've never thought about buying a rugby club, but I also think why like for kudos I've just I've never understood the idea I buy some nice stuff every now and again I've never understood the idea of buying something nice for kudos it's like here's you know it's kind of like why yeah. would you do, do you buy a bigger house for kudos some do people though, do I just couldn't I couldn't be asked maybe, maybe we should buy a rugby club and do and right. become like Gary Neville and let's go in with Manchester Jim and Goody boys. from the rugby pod let's four of us go in and buy <laughs> and buy Cardiff Blues um, well, we couldn't buy Cardiff Blues. Let's go smaller to start with. Let's all go. Right, let's, let's get um, old four skinnians. Let's go dragons. Let's go dragons. Or go the Kings Cross Steelers. Okay. Yeah. Aren't they the gay ones? Because I had a few tweets with them once. They're actually really funny. Um, go there. At least I've got USP then. Yeah. At least something to talk about. Okay, um, we're in. All right. Well, I got I got forty eight quid. What have you done this week? Ah, oh, do you know what? Do you know, the first thing people say, <clears throat> pretty much everybody, right, is when you see someone is, how you doing, mate? You busy? Keeping busy? That's what everyone says, isn't it? Yeah, busy, but but good busy. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So I was at this dinner on uh, the Wednesday night, Thursday night, wherever it was last week. And when? I was there with the, oh no, when was it? What day is it? Anyway, oh, po- yeah, Thursday night. Week, and I, saw, I was on the same table as these Love Honey guys, but also as Mike Cat and his wife, who are just, just class people. Like, Ambassadors, were they? Hey? Ambassadors for Love Honey. Ambassadors for Love Honey. And Mike Cat's wife's called Ali, which is the greatest thing in the history of the world. She's called Ali Cat. Anyway, um, Catty was there and I was like, hey, doing, mate? You busy? And he was like, nah. You? I said, nah. <laughs> what are you doing this week? And he said, fuck all. <laughs> you know, it's just like, he is busier than that and I am busier than that. But last week was particularly chilled. So yeah. school runs, um, all that sort of stuff. And cut a couple of mornings where just, mate, it's just beautiful. Like, I write, I write this article for... You've got no agenda. You can do what you want. Yeah, like I write this article every fortnight for Bath Life magazine. And I've done it for years because I love it. And I've people assume, you know, whatever. People assume whatever. But I've never been paid a penny for that article. And I absolutely wouldn't dream of asking for a penny. I just love doing it. And I've loved the magazine since I moved it. So it's just a little thing that I enjoy doing. But I wrote about... I just They asked me to write about something. And I was like, I'm actually going to write about my Tuesday which is not that interesting to anyone else, but I got to the point where I was like, <clears throat> could David Beckham do a Tuesday better than this? And you could argue that he could hire a plane and fly to Vegas. I wouldn't want to do that. Like what I did was wake up when I wanted, took the kids to school. I walked the dogs. I'd got my electric bike down to the gym, had a workout. <laughs> I went back, got a baguette on the way home. I chilled out on the sofa watching a bit of telly with a coffee and a baguette. And I thought about half one, I was like, do you know what? 
I want another I want another coffee from that place. So I got back on my electric bike and I went down and sat in town, read the papers and had a coffee. It was like So you're getting use out of it then? Then I then I pick yeah, yeah, I use it all the time. Then I picked my kids up from school at five o'clock and it was just like yeah. this is the best Tuesday ever. Like if I had a billion quid five I o'clock. Have Tuesday. That's yeah. late. I know, mate, but they do they do school. They got like do... acorns or something like that after. No, they got like mate, it's nuts. The school right now, they do like the the other day one of them did um dramatic art performing arts judo and hockey and the next day it's pom-pom dance with cheerleading so pom dancing gardening and karate or something it's nuts yeah they're flat out the clubs every day well like, you know if i could come back in someone else's life i used to want to be gareth edwards you know i thought i'd like his life but you might have topped him now i think i'd like to come back as david flatman yeah I don't. I don't have many Tuesdays like that. But I had a couple. I had a Tuesday and a Wednesday like that last week, and it was just beautiful. Have you got? Have you got a Monday day? Uh, I'm gonna call them Flatman days now. Oh, I'm, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just on a Flatman day. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, you know, when you're self-employed, you can worry about weeks like that. But as long as you go, you got stuff in the diary coming up, it's all right. You're a bit sweaty this morning, though, aren't you? Oh, I didn't want to talk about it. Open the door. Light blue t-shirt on, dripping. Oh, oh. been a CrossFit again. Thought you just had a massive shit. <laughs> no, I jogged in from the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just did a seven a.m. CrossFit wad, which is workout of the day, by the way, guys. Um, it wasn't too bad. It was Emom. Yeah. So every minute on the minute, you do three deadlifts, not heavy, fifty percent of roughly fifty percent of your max, and you just do three on the minute every minute for ten minutes. All right. Which is pretty easy. And I, because I was with another guy who. Um, you pair up because there are so many of us there. So I was with another guy who... Random? Yeah, yeah, random. Much fitter than me, but not as strong. And that's obviously about strength. So I went on his weight, which was a lot, which was quite nice and light. So it was quite a nice, easy... So I haven't been doing a lot of lifting lately. Getting back into it. And then we did another little workout after that, which was row a thousand meters. Yeah. Do 50 thrusters, which is hold a weight in front of you, as you know, full squat, arse yeah. to the grass, stand up again, push it above your head. That's one. You do 50 of those and then 30 chin-ups. Um, I saw Will Greenwood right uh tweet a picture or insta a picture recently of a, a workout because he does actually have some really good workouts and i like to do them because when he posts them um he's in great nick will it was row a thousand meters do 100 double unders yeah and then 900 meters 90 double unders yeah. all the way down to 100 meters and 10 10 that's good yeah he's always good worth a follow even if you just want some sessions yeah that is useful actually um i went to the gym this morning as well what did you do? Beach? No, well, I did a lot. You said you'd been letting yourself go a bit, didn't you? I did a lot of bench. You, show, you showed me your fat tummy last week, and I was like, mm, that is leaner than me at my best ever shape. I did a lot of bench to start with. Standard. So, like 130 kilos, reps of eight, whatever. Oh. Um, I superset it with chins. You're lifting that, mate, for a retired center. Superset it with chins, just doing 10 chins. Overgrip, undergrip? Overgrip, mate. Sets of 10. Yeah, work properly work in the back. Um, then I did some triceps and uh, a little bit more chest and I did spin 45 minutes bosh jeepers done and I had all my breakfast in the car ready for me I had like boiled eggs banana night before protein shake yeah night before oh my god what a loser yeah, yeah but I went straight to McDonald's did you double sausage and egg <laughs> and it was a pr- it was really it was like fresh as well because oh, when yeah. you bite into it like the oil was dripping off yeah yeah I think it's important that people don't think we're trying to be whiter than white here. I went to Mackie D's on the way home from Coventry last night. 
and I got a large Big Mac meal, a quarter pounder of cheese, and a diet, large Diet Coke on and the drive through. And a fillet fish for the wife. <laughs> <laughs> and half a pint for Whippet. <laughs> what you said, you saying something though, it's like the golden 24 hours. Is that right? Yeah, well, we're, my wife is here somewhere at home and she's gone upstairs for a conference call, I think, or she says she has. I think she's having an affair. Um, she. Honey, love. She said, isn't it, love, honey? She I said, isn't it, <laughs> isn't it, um, isn't it right you can eat what you want after you train? And I remember we used to call it the gold, after a game, it was a golden 24 hours. That yeah. became the golden 48. And then it was, look, if you're training hard, you can pretty much eat what you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a load of bollocks. Burning it, I'm just burning the calories. Yeah. But I did fasted, basically I did fasted cardio this morning. So I did a, that CrossFit workout and it was too early for me to have breakfast. So I called yeah. it fasted cardio. That's what, that's what people call it. Ian Thorpe used to have a, an unbelievable amount of calories. Yeah. Um, you know, in training. And, That's just because of his feet, isn't it? And competition. Yeah, but his feet were size 27. And swimming's not that hard. Okay, so. like a clown walking around the place. No wonder he needed a bit of energy. Yeah. Flapping those things around. But, um, yeah, my, my, when I was a rugby player, my breakfast, the last few years when I actually took nutrition seriously, my breakfast was absolutely ridiculous what I used to eat for breakfast every day. Go on, give, me, give us an example. Um, so I used to have, this is every day. So I got into a routine where, oh, I say every day, probably six days a week I had this. Okay. Um, I would have four eggs on four pieces of toast, poached eggs with what, yeah, um, Marmite. Okay, what, what bread? It's important. Brownie, grainy. Okay. Always organic. I never knew if that made a difference, but I always got organic. Um, it does make, makes a difference. You've got to try and find a way to spend it, haven't you? It's a difference to the price. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, probably right. So... Yeah, four poached eggs on four pieces of toast with butter, no butter, with Marmite. I would have a pint of super greens with water. Yeah. I'd have a protein shake with loads of stuff in it and I'd get all my vitamins and I used to split all the vitamins open and I basically made a smoothie with protein powder, put all, rip all the vitamin pills open or grind them up in a little grinder, put them all in the shake. But I'd, in there I would have mixed nuts I would have either a bit of maple syrup or honey I would have a couple of bananas natural sugar I'd have fruit and I'd make it all in a big Nutribullet but I'd have loads like the big the big thing the big carton thing I'd have that you know one of those every morning I'd have two or three espressos a pint of water that I would chop and generally a bowl of cereal so I'd have quite a lot of breakfast and that What's, would all be what, what cereal are you talking like Cocoa Pops Chris Hoy start <laughs> I've not heard of that for years. <laughs> yeah. so, but, but yeah, but often I and I generally have some meat in there as well. So I usually have a, <laughs> right. I usually have a I try to be all virtuous. I usually have a pack of bacon. So I usually have a pack of bacon a day. So I used I used I would average six six packs of bacon a week. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's why lot. that's why I ended up rearing having well basically in my via my mate's garden rearing my own pig because it was like yeah. that's why I ended up morbidly obese I thought you were going to yeah, morbidly obese yeah but the yeah I but as you saw today I had a bowl of cereal today that was it that's why I'm so bloody lean now yeah you actually did look a little bit thinner on because you, had a, you had a hard five last you, night though and I had a big old gut on me you but no but you like you relaxed in this summer didn't you oh my god yeah. you openly said that you know you didn't go to the gym for like three nothing. days and you <laughs> but you I could see by your face you because you're in a competition, aren't you? Of a bit of what are you still in that competition? Mark Jordan Smith, yeah. It's it's who yeah. can it's not who can lose the most weight. It's who can lose the most the most percentage of initial body weight. Yeah. Because if he loses a stone, it'll make a difference. If I lose a stone, you won't see it at all. 
So if I lose three stone, then I'll still be 18 stone, which, yeah. is, which is quite sobering until I drive past Mackie D's on the way home from Cov. Then I'm still in. Hey, did you see Israel Folau tackle that guy's um, hair? Yeah. I, I love the interview with Michael Checker after. Oh, what did he say? Like, ju- he just dismissed it. He said, you can clearly see Folau grabbed his collar. Next question. It's football manager stuff, that, isn't it? Yeah. He and, kicked him. No, he didn't. Okay. Yeah. And then there's clear photos after of grabbing his hair. But also, if, you have an, if, you've, if you've got long hair and you've got a ponytail and you're playing rugby, like, expect it to get pulled. Yeah, I'd, I hate to I hate to agree with that. But That's why I kept it short. I, I would, Always. Yeah, me too. I, no, but it is. It is. It's just going to get in the way of something. You and I could have gone full Terry Nutkins, couldn't we? <laughs> um, full Phil Collins on it. I, I don't know, mate. I, I, think you sh- I think you should. It's reasonable to expect it not to get pulled. Because it should be gentlemanly, but then I do think no there way, will mate. always be one who pulls. I it. know you, and if you saw hair in a mall, it's it's gone. Unless it was like Alessandro Tuolangi's, and then he can do what he fucking wants. Yeah. If it was a bit of like a bit of a pussy, you'd pull his hair, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you would. Yeah, you'd have a crack at him. If it was Matt Powell, ex Worcester Warriors, you'd have a tug at that. Yeah, you would. Um, <clears throat> how about this? Um, how about this? Carl Sinclair gouging, alleged. Uh, it looks pretty much gouging to me, mate. He's Does in it? trouble. Yeah, he's in trouble. I saw a couple of um, frames of fingers in the eye. And yeah. It, he pulls his head uh, scrum out off to start with, and then you do see fingers in Michael Patterson's eye. He goes back for a second bite. Really. Uh, yeah, he goes back for a second bite. He's nowhere near the ball. You, you're not even allowed to play the ball on the floor. He's in trouble. Okay, so what what is kind of frustrating is, and this is... This is just um, for me, not for anyone else. <clears throat> I do that Channel 5 show with Durders and whatever. And we, sometimes we sit in the media room and watch the games in there so you can hear the commentary and if the weather's crap and that See sort the of replays stuff. and all that. <clears throat> See the replay and I, I kind of prefer watching rugby like that. But sometimes we say, God, we should just sit outside like everyone else and actually enjoy, not enjoy the atmosphere, but yeah, enjoy our work because otherwise you're just driving to Coventry to sit in a windowless press room. So yeah, but your showbiz—you've got, you've got to turn it on when the cameras are on, not when they're off. Yeah, it's true. So it's like we were like, do you know what? Let's actually watch most of this game outside. And it got to the point we wanted to talk about Sinclair, and we hadn't seen the re- the X because we'd seen I'd seen the replays the day before. But they had the replays had improved by the time that Wasps Bath came around. That's just technology, mate. That's tech, but they'd got better frames and always improving, zoomed in or whatever they did. And I was just like, they got all FBI on it, and I. I um we hadn't seen those. You go and we say, look, we haven't seen what we've seen from what we've seen. We don't know if he's done it. Now I've seen since we since the show went out. I've seen the enhanced replays that anyone who watched BT Sport will have seen. But we were watching in the media seats, so we just didn't see them. Okay. So it's kind of a pain in the ass actually, and it just means we should probably sit in media rooms rather than in seats. Okay. So essentially, you're backtracking a little bit now. No, 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 not at all. No, no. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, the first, the very first thing I said was, if he's done it ban him for a long time yeah simple because you know I've got little girls who didn't play rugby they now play little rugby at school and I'm the same as anyone else I don't yeah. want people's eyes getting gouged out when they're playing rugby yeah um, but it's funny I we, we put so this... you've, you've covered yourself there by saying if he's gouging that's it he's gone yeah fine well, I haven't covered myself that's what I think yeah but it's funny because we you know <clears throat> Derdas and I talked about what we were going to say about it before the link and I said that this is what I actually feel <clears throat> and he said, well, if it's what you actually feel, say it. Don't not say it because there might be five people that object to you saying it. So I said, look, if someone gouges, hammer them, right? Or if someone ban them, ban them for a long time. But then I went on and I watched the show last night and I thought, hmm, 
when I got home, am I going to get a bit of stick for that? And So what, what did you say? I said the first bit, which I've told you, which is if he's done it, ban him for a long time. Yeah. And I said, but Mark Durden-Smith basically asked a completely reasonable question, which was why on earth would anyone in this day and age even think about doing that? Basically, because she's going to get caught. Um, apart from the fact it's bloody unsafe, you're going to get caught or dangerous to get caught. So, and I, my point was, you're right, you're right, but you're, you're expecting, I said, these people, and, you've got, and I've got to fit this into about 15 seconds, which yeah. for me is very difficult. So you can't, you can never quite get your whole point out. You need an hour, really. But you, <clears throat> my point was, they're not like you. You're at home on the sofa or in the stands. They're not thinking your, rationally With, on with the your field. brogues on, thinking straight. They're not like you. They're not, their heart rate is 180 plus. They're flat out. They're also so aggressive and competitive and driven. Yes. They're, they're, so, they're so driven. You can't understand it. And it's one of those things that people get insulted when you say that stuff. But you can't understand where those players are at because you haven't been there. And some players are different to others. Like Carl Sinclair, I don't know him right, but he looks a bit of a hothead. I saw Danny Kay miss a pass to him and he just went mad. Yeah, he is a hothead, yeah. Um, he went crazy because the pass went across him to another forward. Yeah. Whilst others are quite cool and calm and mm. it, it, I suppose it depends your position as well because being a front row is quite confrontational so you've got to get up all the time because every yeah. scrum, every yeah. carry is a big carry. It's aggressive. You're, con you're constantly trying to get yourself to, you know, this is going to sound like love honey again, max arousal. So maximum arousal. It's not sexual arousal but you've got to get yourself absolutely ready like to have a fight every time you go into a scrum doesn't mean you've got to be growling. It means you've got to, your body's got to yeah. be ready to go to 100%. Yeah, you're peaking all the time, aren't yeah. you? Like with aggression levels. You're up and you're down again because you can't be up the whole time. Yeah, you're up, down, up, down. So it, it's... Yeah. It, and but Pete, there was literally two people um, yeah. or three people said, you cannot excuse gouging. And I was like, that's actually not what I've done. And you realise that two people objecting or three people objecting actually isn't very many considering how many people watch the show. Um, so if you're affected by that, then it's the tip of the tail wagging the dog, isn't it? And I'm, so I'm not affected by that. But also, I know what I said and I'm comfortable with that, so that's fine. But then you find people, one guy firing into me who three tweets later turned out hadn't seen it. You know? So it's kind of like... Can we look for it and back you up? No. Okay. Ollie, Ollie Barkley said, I haven't seen it, but you're an animal. <laughs> 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 or I missed it, you know. But I, I think, you know, every now and again, people are going to misconstrue what you say or take something different from it and that's yeah. fine. But it's, it's one of those things, it's not an excuse, it's a reason and there is a difference. And I think... You, it, yeah, you've just given a reason as to why someone like that would gouge. My, my, my view is that it's I actually think it's compared I think I think it's admirable how rarely players at this level do it and it's so easy I hate people who say you haven't been there you don't know but I hate it when people say that but, but it, it kind of it's the first time I think I've ever said it as a pundit but you the intensity levels and the pressure is not an excuse people just do things that are seem crazy the reason you watch them is because they're different from you and every now and again, players step over the line and they've got to be punished and hammered for it, 100%. But I actually think it's remarkable that they don't step over the line in this, in this, in this kind of manner more often. Because when you think about 15 years ago, this sort of stuff wasn't commonplace, but it was bloody everywhere. It was, it was happening all the time. There was loads of gouging when I was at Sarri's, when I was at the first couple of years at Bath. There was loads of punching and gouging and elbowing and kneeing. There was loads of it and fish hooking and all sorts of horrible shit and getting your ears stamped off and there was shit loads of that and people don't want to hear it because it's awful but the game's changed and that's a great thing but there are people that you know and love as rugby legends who gouged and got gouged reasonably regularly and now 
people are starting to consider the dangers of that and it's stopping but every, i think the 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 what's the word the rareness or how how little it how seldom it actually happens i think is admirable because these guys are properly on the limit and breathe now mate breathe um <sighs> i thought the ref handled it really well um he, yeah he said that he couldn't see anything clear because it wasn't that clear um until we saw super duper high def there's a proper term that is replays. It is now, um, and he said, "Look, if there's anything serious, okay. if there's anything serious, you know, he will be sanctioned after the game." Or, mm. um, so I thought he, he handled that really well. Um, did a um, Q and A with Jerry Guska on Thursday. Jerry doesn't give a fuck. Um, I, lo- I love yeah. Jerry. We did I it. We, Jerry. we did it for breaks, right? It's a whole series. We played golf and then we did a Q and A after. But we went on right on the bloody graveyard shift. We had a, a comedian called Kev Orkane. Remember the one he did at the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Really funny. He does like a... He pretends he's from... Lithuania or something. Albania or... Albania or something, yeah. Yeah, and he, he's sort of a bit like Borat. Um, he gets Very his, funny. Gets all his words mixed up. Um, and then Jerry and I went on at about half 11 to do a Q&A. And Ian Stafford was the MC. And, you know, he, he got he got myself and Jerry to talk about... Um, so you got Jerry to talk about me, what I was like as a player, and then I had to talk about what Jerry was like as a player. And Jerry sort of compared me to him a lot. Um, said, you know, wasn't as fast as him, mm. wasn't as good as him, um, which is which is true. Um, Stronger than him though. But yeah, um, and I was very obviously complimentary to Jerry because bit of a hero, him and Scott Gibbs for me. You know, back in the day, mm. I, I wish I just said, look, basically Jerry's a, a, a good a good player but I'm a much better bloke yeah and you retired a long time ago and you've, you've been a ship bloke ever since I wish I'd said that <laughs> yeah I wish you had but I find it hard like to because they are you know especially when you're you're looking at heroes like that who played the game especially like in 97 when that drop kick and that tour on yeah, the Lions and, and yeah. probably the same for you like you're watching that tour and that was sort of that sort of drove you to mm. want to sample that sort of life and, and that sort of eliteness I didn't play for the Lions. But no, but you played professional rugby for a long, long time. Yeah, and I, you know, Jerry is funny because Jerry's obviously missed. missed and you know, you know what it's like with the Lions. It's right time, right place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just injured. Otherwise, I'd have been mm. captain. Um, but yeah, what what I love about Jerry is that if, if you ask people, you know, right, yes or no on the spot, do you care what other people think? They say no. And almost always, if they give them 10 seconds, they'll say, and you make them be honest, they'll say, oh, I do actually a bit, yeah. Jerry actually doesn't. No. He actually doesn't care what you think. And he absolutely is honest about, I've never known him tell a lie. He's absolutely honest. And if you ask what he was like, he's like, I was fucking brilliant. And he, everyone laughs. And he's like, oh, what? You saw me. I was brilliant. Like, could you play now? He's like, no, I didn't like tackling enough, but mm. I didn't play now. I played then and I was better than everyone else. Yeah. Easy. Found it easy. And I love that. Just absolutely straight shooter. And um, actually secretly, secretly a really, really nice man, but he doesn't like people knowing that. Three cheers for Jerry. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want a bet? Let's have a bet. Um, Want a bet? You betcha. First of all, well done on Sale Gloucester. Yeah, sneak that. I said four or more, didn't I? Said four or more. Oh, do you know what? I was, I was quite We'll, we'll talk about that later on. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. Okay, but okay. Um, well done. Um, this week, we're going to bet on the Pro 14. Yeah. Blues v Dragons, Friday what, night what in the, the Arms point? Park. Mate, no one watches rugby in Wales anymore. Bet on the Premiership. I know, but you, I remember you said right at the start that I could have one bet um, a year on the Pro 14. And I'm picking the Welsh Derby. My Dragons are, have been doing okay at the moment. Gav Henson. Super Gav. Super Gav. No surprise. Steering the ship for the Grunt Dragons. He should play for Wales, mate. No, he's gone now, mate. Um, But we're going to bet on the Blues Dragons. I'm going to say, I think it's going to be a really tight game. Um, Blues aren't in a great place at the moment, but it is home at the Arms Park. It is a derby. Teams tend to get up for the derby a little bit more. Can you properly get up for a derby on a plastic pitch? Especially when you're... Mate, most of the pitches are plastic now. It's like training, mate. When I say most, probably three. Um, All right, so what's the scoreline then? Go on then. Our, uh, the Blues are going to win by two points or more. It's going to be that close. Oh, God. No, no. You can have the bet, but make it more than two points. At least say four like I did, so it's more than a penalty. Come on. The Blues are going to win by three points or more. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Good luck to you. Yep. Yeah. Um, terms and conditions do apply. Make sure you're over 18. Enjoy the weekend action mate yeah did yeah um, I was at uh, Wasp against Bath which was yeah. Kieran Dyer should we start with that one yeah it was really really boring Danny wasn't it yeah <laughs> yeah it was po- it was po- and you th- I, I thought it, I thought it was going to be a great game oh it's always the way isn't it it's always the way Tom do you know they, they do miss Cipriani a lot mm. I know Gopeth is very good at 10 but he can also play 12 as well yeah, my 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 thinking was that as soon as you got Cipriani at ten, you got Gopeth at twelve, and you got double the distribution for the weapons out wide. Exactly. So you just, it just makes them a whilst, double threat. Whilst when you've got only Gopeth at ten, you've only really got one good passer of the ball that can get the ball wide. So yeah, it it becomes a lot harder. Elliot Daly um, looked good. He always does, though. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be interesting now to see who gets. For you, the 13 shirt, because you've got Daly, you've got Joseph, and you've got Slade. Yeah, very interesting. And 
we did a bit of a comparison and Slade at the moment is bossing the stats. I know games aren't all based on stats, but in terms of meters gained. He's mate, he's running the show. Yeah. He's amazing. I, I would I would like to see um I mean you could put Jonathan Joseph in and you will just he will be great because he's a brilliant player. But I would quite like to see Slade at thirteen and Daly on the wing. I know you're dropping a winger then, but that's what I want. So that's what's gonna happen. All right. Um Rocket and Gooney. Yeah. Finished off a lovely try. I was watching that try and they showed it on the big screen. I was at Rico and I was like, Chris Cook hasn't knocked the ball on once in that more before in that ruck before. He's knocked it on twice. I know. It was I thought that was his clear hand as is, Christian his hand Day. is on the ball and yeah. it's gone forward and twice. Then, he, then he has another go. Yeah. That's two knock ons and I was like, this I mean nine points in it, so ultimately it didn't make a big difference. But Wasp could have scored a droppy or a penalty or something and got a point but it was like no, you, I, yeah. I was just like that is bizarre because we're watching it and it's like oh that's a shame because it was a really well taken try that with a good kick from Joseph and they gave it and we were looking at all of us all the TV what looking at each other like what? I know I mean Wasps massively missed Nathan Hughes when he went off yeah he was, he was mega he was just nudging people I mean he does um, Zach Mercer he was, rapping, well. he was rapping boys in cling film um, with man of the match yeah he's mm. He's Watts, quite something on the ball, Zach Mercer. He's Watson as well. You know whether he whether he's a winger, whether he's fifteen, when that ball is in his hands and he runs it back. Yeah, danger, danger, high mm. voltage. I want him at fullback, Tommy. Can I make that clear? Fullback. I want him at fullback. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You can have him, especially as there's only room for one out and out winger because Elliot Daly's on the wing for England. That's what I'm saying. Um, Sale Gloucester. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. I went quite hard on Gloucester on the telly, especially after last week with Gloucester. Just yeah, but it's so predictable, mate. It's what they've always done. Yeah, and I called it pathetic on the TV, which is a, yeah. a bit punchy. And I actually hate, I, I don't like pundits who are deliberately aggressive just because they've got an opportunity to be aggressive. Oh, I'm going to take an editorial line and stick to it. But it just I'm you know, everyone's kind. As I'm a rugby fan, I'm not a Gloucester fan, but I'm a rugby fan, and I love Gloucester, and I want them to do well because I'm from the West. I'm living in the West Country, all that stuff. I want them to be a force. And it just annoys me when they, it annoys me that they lost by fifty points to Sale. It's like I don't know why it annoys me, but it does because I, I just know they've got so many good players and so many good I people. Mean, it's just like, and it it bugs me a bit because you know one of the the team managers, one of my great mates, and I I really like David Humphreys and I really like John Arfoa and I love Hibbard and loads of their players and Trinder and those guys. And I'm like, lads, come on, you know, I'm not even a Gloucester supporter, but it frustrates me the um, Danny Salomona first try is just pure brilliance oh yeah he is brilliant I mean I I thought his foot might have been in touch on the on the, the dead ball, ball line. line it looked it was really close holds that ball like a cricket ball doesn't it I know um, but I've not seen a team like Gloucester it was like intercept city passes thrown from Gloucester wasn't yeah. it uh, Billy Burns crap chip cleaned up um, and then what, what was a little bit annoying probably if you're a Gloucester fan, is when um, Faf de Clare chips over and McGuigan scores. Yeah. Um, is it Halafanua, the winger? Yeah. Average chasing back. Just jogging. Yeah. You can't do like that. If, he'd, if he was sprinting, he probably would have snuffed that try out and it wouldn't yeah. have been scored. You've um, got to be flat out, haven't you? And then, for me, it was like, the turning point in that game was a 32-minute mark and it was 14-3. And Gloucester right on the front foot, 12th trees, throws it, tries to throw a pass over the top, doesn't quite get it high enough. McGuigan, like, yeah, he's not even looking. So he's it takes flying, it mate. backwards. He's flying at the moment. And, uh, and God, but mm. 
I probably it's like five or six passes Gloucester through which were intercepted and the point with intercept passes is, is when you're playing flat you can't throw long balls because when you're playing flat in defenders faces they're right yeah. in the passing line you know yeah. if, if you're throwing long balls they have to be deep yeah and they were just getting picked off so so trying to get the ball wide from a flat position yes and it doesn't work you can't because unless you go all the way over the top but then the ball's in the air for a long time as well yeah so it's, it's very difficult you know yeah. if you're playing flat you've got to play through the line you've got to pull it back or play through yeah. the line yeah um, Newcastle they're flying do you see Gonover no, oh, you can't say flying you've got, another, you've got to send us something else they're no. gliding they are oh. yeah what's the what's the soaring oh, soaring yeah okay soaring they're flapping um, Nicky Gonover oh my days and Nili Latu uh, just brilliant like Nicky Gonover and that, that midfield I find that midfield because they've got Maxi Mermoz there who's got a load of French caps and whatever and I, I honestly don't reckon if he's fit next week I don't reckon he gets in the team I reckon Soshino or Chris Harris has to get injured for him to get in the team they're playing so well Northampton beating Harlequins and by the way Marshall at 10 for London Irish London Irish were poor again started really slowly again but that 10 Marshall is brilliant James Marshall really really good to watch okay. really really exciting player but yeah Northampton are back do you think people have stopped calling for Jim Mallander to get sacked now yeah yeah and it's weird again because you know I think it's because I'm a just because just we're rugby fans or whatever love rugby you know I don't I know Jim to say hello to we're not friends I don't have his phone number nothing like that but I'm always there's something in me that after round one, everyone's saying he's got to go. There's got to be a change. And there's something in me that says fucking yes when they win a load of games and he can stand smiling in a post-match interview. And I'll be honest with you, mate, I don't care if Northampton win games or not because that's not my job to care about that. You're like that, have that. Yeah, with have middle, that. With your middle finger have up. Have that, you bastards. But it's kind of like, I sort of think, yeah, go on, mate. You know? um, right. A lot of good wingers playing at the moment. Tom loads, Collins. Loads. Alex Lewington. Yes. Yeah. Who, who do England go for? It's right, right now, who who would be the two wingers? Hardest, hardest position to call, I reckon. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I reckon um, second row is pretty tough too. I reckon Tom Collins got a shout. Was it still too early for me? It's too early. Tom Collins could play. Alex Lewington could comfortably play for England. He's a really good player. Who do I think they will go for? Again, I, I really want to see Slade in the team, and I want to see Daly. And for me. With Farrell and Ford at 12 and 10, I think that means Daly on the wing. That leaves, you know... Should Daly at 15? Watson plays 15 all the time. Why not put him there? Okay. Also, and this is this is this seems controversial and I never know why. How can you drop Mike Brown? Like, if you're actually coaching that team and you're playing in that team, Mike Brown's an animal. Because he, he, so ba- he missed Greg Bateman. No, that's a hard tackle to make that. I maintain yeah, that. It's a difficult okay, tackle to we make. We talked about that last week. Yeah, okay. but. I, and everyone misses your tackle but I just think if he's on your team you know you love his attitude you love it it's like people who were Bath fans for years probably or weren't English probably thought you know whoever it was Jono was a or, sorry a Leicester fan Jono was a but you'd want him on your team every time I don't really care mate to be honest he's, oh. I can like if he plays or not oh. obviously because I don't support England but yeah but maybe Watson fullback and then on the other wing it's so hard. I it mean, is hard, mate. It is hard. Right? Lewington, Collins. I, feel, uh, I really feel for Johnny you. Johnny May. Really feel for you. Uh, one of them, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Saracen's winning again. Stan, workman-like. Stan. Stan. What's the battling at the moment? Who did I hear? Like, potentially looking at coming to Saracen's. Is it Ben Teo? Why not? Teo? Teo. Teo. Why not? Yeah. 
Um, I did it. I heard, I heard on the on Twitter the other day. I read on Twitter that Alex Lazowski, the fly half, is talking about. Someone said he's going to Chiefs, and then someone else said he's going back to Wasps. Really? That's what they've heard. Yeah, it's just what I heard, mate. He needs to be playing every week. He does need to be first choice somewhere. But do you know what? I think he's great. But no one's no one's replacing Steenson at Chiefs for the next little while. No, he's the man. How, how old so is Steenson? Steenson's forty now. Okay. Yeah, plenty of life then I don't know actually but he's so, they're so much better when he's playing 10 yeah and I, I, I'd love to see Henry Slade playing 10 but you just cannot replace Steno because he's the man he is good isn't yeah. he and then you, whilst you've got Sippers and Goppers yeah you know it's hard graph replacing those boys isn't it no massively I wouldn't want to tell you that free of charge um, should we call up is that the end of the rugby chat now uh, I don't know is there anything worth talking about in the pro the 14 are quite poor unfortunately against New Zealand yeah, I've not. Uh, I've not me seen a bit. They've gone backwards a bit, I think. Oh, the Cheetahs beating the Ospreys because Scott Baldwin wasn't playing. Oh yeah, they've done well yeah. at home. It's good. I'm glad they won because they start winning games. It gives the whole thing more credibility. That's what I want to talk about: the Scarlets Connaught game. Okay. The Scarlets are just lead like flying a flag for the Welsh regions at the moment. Yeah. Playing really good. Yeah. Really good. Like just the intent there the offloading game it's funny how Wales don't seem to coax that out of the same players isn't it That's everyone is saying that mate. everyone like they, no. they go out there and they try things that's just my thought they try things they're offloading it was right down to the end and uh, uh, Ty Byrne scored mm. go back to Ireland yeah. um, second row done really well for the Scarlets he scored but John Davis Steph Evans Johnny McNichol Lee Halfpenny scoring Scott Williams Scott Williams, you know, flying. if you can put Soaring, if you can keep Hadley Parks on the bench, you've got a good team because yep. I rate him highly. Yeah. Hadley Park and Reese Patchell still maintain they should develop him into a twelve. Yeah, some some uh, didn't someone uh, disagree with you about that? Someone famous said no, you were wrong, Jiffy or something. Um, what does Jiffy know about playing fly off at the top level anyway? Yeah, but then he tweeted Everything. me. He DM'd me after saying you're right. But he just... <laughs> you're right. I just need to take a stand for followers. <laughs> I just don't want to say anything too controversial. That is so jiffy. That I is know. so bloody jiffy. Right, time for some questions. We got shed loads this week, but not shed loads of time. So we'll... Um, yeah, why have you got shed loads this week when we don't often have... Uh, we just have a, loads. That's, that's a question just, for someone who knows, mate. Um, here's one from Claude on email. Hi, gents. I'm often mistaken for the actor who plays Todd, the socially awkward and sexual theme painting fanatic from Wedding Crashers. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't that Frank the Tank? Yeah, so I don't know. No, uh, I don't know actually. But I know, I know the paintings. Who do you both get mistaken for regularly from Claude in Bristol? And Michelle's put on the notes here, Sonia from EastEnders, question mark, because I get called Sonia from EastEnders quite a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, I get mistaken for Boris Stankovic a lot. Yes. I get mistaken for Dave Barnes, the ex-Bath prop. When I say weekly, I'm underselling it. I mean, it's comfortably weekly. Um, one, only once at Wasps yesterday, which is like a PB, because usually it's more than that. And um, Dave Barnes used to like work for the RPA years ago. And yes. people say, are you still with the RPA? You're still with the RFU? It's like, wrong bloke, mate. He does ultra marathons now, weighs nine stone. Yeah. But I get that a lot. Omid Jali, the comedian, and um, Vin Diesel. What? What? You get Gareth Thomas, surely. Yeah, I know. You got quite a lot in common with him, haven't you? Yeah. Um, who else do I get mistaken for? Martin Williams now and again. Ginger, yeah. Yeah. Reese Patchell. 
Phil Steele. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grant Mitchell. Harry Hill. I don't wear glasses, mate. Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just Duncan Goodhue. <laughs> Just Both. shit ones, really. Either the two guys from Right Said Fred. Um, right. Dominic Ellsbury on Twitter has gone Lions 23-man squad to play in South Africa 2021. Hang on, say that again. He's put Lions, 23-man squad to play in South Africa. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. That's too hard. Let's Good. Do I'm not doing that one either. That's too hard, mate. I mean, we we can't do 23 players, mate. We haven't no, got thank time. You. I've got to go to a lunch with a sex toy company. Any um, any decent pre-workout game mates? I took... Uh, I once took a load of caffeine, went for a wee, thought I was tripping. It was just a flickering light. <laughs> That's Dave Hawkins. So it doesn't really make sense for that, mate. You make sure you read your, your tweets before Re-read you send it. Them. it. Even have it proofread. But I think he's talking about like any pre-match supplements. Oh, mate, I, I'm sure they do loads of stuff. Peter like, Allen used to be good. That, that, good. That, that used to make your skin itch. Yeah, but it did, but it wore off after a few, three or four weeks. It didn't have the same effect for me. Oh, really? No. You took too much of it, mate. Overdosed, yeah. Yeah. But we Strong coffee. Uh, we used to have a load of caffeine tablets we used to take, which meant you couldn't sleep the night after and your hands yeah. shaking. Really, it was just like so nervous before games. Anything they put out, you just hoover it you up. You used to have the Red Bull shots. Do you remember them? Yeah. Yeah, they, they were uh, obviously the same 64 milligram caffeine, whatever, like what's in the yeah. Red Bull, but it's just a shot. I stopped taking those though because the, the sugar just takes you up and down. And No, a nice strong coffee and, um, you know, wash question, around your soap. Question for you from Craig Taylor. Lovely photo of Craig there. Why does the scrum half tap the prop with the ball just before feeding the scrum? He doesn't. He taps the hooker's hand so the hooker knows he's ready so the hooker can tap for the ball. Come on, Craig. He doesn't tap the prop, he taps the hooker's hand. Here's one from Reg Hollis on email. Uh, no, it's not. It's from Simon Finch. Just listen to your podcast and I think you're talking about the, the brief chat we had about Ben Darwin last week and the ex, or one of these prop and his company which talked a lot about team shared experiences and cohesion uh, making winning more likely. Um, just since your podcast how do you explain the British Lions regarding cohesion 97 beat 97 Lions beat a very cohesive South Africa team should have beaten a very cohesive Australia in 21 arguably only lost because Hilly got taken out um, Barbars regularly beat cohesive teams not so much anymore but that's a great question actually Simon and, and the, the answer is I don't know what I would urge you to do is tweet Ben Darwin and actually have a look because he's a fascinating bloke. We're going to try and get him on here in the next few weeks. Fascinating bloke. And he's very open about this stuff. Um, and if he doesn't know, he'll tell you he doesn't know. But I expect he has got an answer for it. But copy us in because I'm keen to know as well. That's a question what I also think is Thank you. interesting. But um, I've got another one. Cause I, was, I was going to say Reg Hollis, Tom. And um, Tommy and I actually, I went back to someone else's so I feel guilty now. Um, when I was at uni in Cardiff says Reg, I fell madly in love with my roommate, a fiery flame-haired vixen called Ellie. No, called Elle. She did not reciprocate my affection. Been there, brother. My wife's the same. The boys stole my phone and swapped her name with one of their numbers. After dropping a baited hook via a few teasy messages, I bit and knocked on her door at 2am wearing just my underpants. (laughs) Who is the biggest prankster you've played with? Any brutal pranks to speak of? I mean, there are, there are bloody hundreds. Um, we got one lad at Sarri's who remained nameless. He turned up to a date in a pub that we arranged on a, that Kev Sorrell arranged on a dating website. And um, when he walked Fran- in- Francois Pina. All the, <laughs> Francois Pina, yeah. <laughs> His wife dropped him one. No, no it wasn't. One, one of the lads, but we, he, uh, he turned up in the pub for a date 
covered in aftershave, dressed up, and all the lads are sitting there waiting for him. It was just, it was absolutely brutal. When, um, when Xavier Rush first came over to this country from New Zealand, he, he lived with me. And being a Kiwi and playing for the Auckland Blues and having a, a handful of all bats caps, you can imagine how uber confident he was. Yeah. And we went out to a really nice restaurant, probably about four or five of us. <laughs> and um, after we finished eating our fajitas and chiquitos, chiquitos um, we were walking past a table on the, on the way out and there was quite a fit bird there with a bloke that was pretty ugly. Uh, and we thought that it was her brother. We come to the assumption that it was her brother or just a colleague. And Rushy put his number on a napkin and handed it to her and said, look, here's my number. If you fancy getting in touch, brilliant. And then walked out. Yeah. And I'm quite an opportunist, me. So I got I got my mate, John O. Pritchard. JP. JP. To uh, to start text. I, I left it like a, a day or so. because Bloody Pritch, though. What's he like, though? You don't want to sound too keen. I got my mate. Jono to, to start texting him and I was feeding him the stuff to say and anyway about it must have been about 36 hours later um, we'd arranged to meet Rushy in Salt Bar down Cardiff Bay and again as I said being a bit of an opportunist I was in the house and he started to get ready and he was all excited it was an afternoon date so I get my video camera out and I start interviewing him and I'm so going Rushy where are you off mate oh he's going oh, I'm on a bloody date, aren't I? This, she's mad keen. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like going through what he's going to wear. Uh, he's giving me a fashion show. He's having a shave. He's in the shower. I've got him completely sucked in. And he leaves to go on this date. 2 p.m. Salt bar. Yeah. So I said, where are you going to sit, mate? He's like, oh, I'm going to sit downstairs by the window. I'm like, that good spot. Good spot. <laughs> so he leaves. Four of us then follow him. We then park up and we go in the top entrance to the salt bar. I've got the camera out. And we're videoing <laughs> Rushy on his own with a bottle of wine, two glasses. And uh, and we come down the stairs and we just prank him. And he just, he's gutted. He's completely, he gets up, he storms off. He walks out. The whole restaurant are clapping him. So <laughs> he realise what's going on. I go around the boys with a, the with a camera and ask him for an apology. And he, he comes back and makes me turn off the camera straight away but anyway i give it to the uh, i give it to rod manning the analyst at cardiff blues and he cuts it all down into yeah. a proper video it's like rushy's first rushy's big date and it's got I, I you're just too good to be true playing at the start in the background and he storms off all by myself so properly properly stitched yeah. him up i've still got it i've still got it on uh on video actually oh brilliant that's just perfect i remember yeah. um we might we might have done this before on the pod i don't know uh apologies we have but i remember Nathan Cat at Bath, who's just a quality bloke, great great bloke to have in the squad. Luckily, he's a really good player, so that's why he gets signed. But he's great to have around because he's constantly on the prank. And um, yeah, he and um, Ian Mark Lilly, who used to play for the club, um, they are thick as thieves and just nightmare for gags and whatever. And they um, they called the kit man at Bath, and they said, "Hi, this so and so in a Scottish accent, so and so." We'd we'd we're just um, putting together a basic a long list for. British and Irish Lions kit man in I guess it was 2013 I guess the 2013 to to where was it Australia anyway Australia wonder if you'd be interested and it was like yeah we you know we're at stage one so we've got a long list was it South Africa um you sure no 09 was South Africa wasn't it I didn't care was, mate couldn't give a shit so um <laughs> <laughs> piss off 
anyway but it, they took it on and on and on and they got to the stage where they were like they were like <laughs> I think correct they might tweet in and correct me if I'm wrong but they got him to the stage where they're interviewing him and doing these long interviews <laughs> they were like they were they went on and on and on and they they're googling like how to you know the long interview technique and they're doing these long interviews with him and it's just getting brutal and they're constantly pressing mute on their phone because they're pissing themselves and then going back to it in the end they're flying him out to Zimbabwe (laughs) (laughs) flying him to Zimbabwe for like final meetings and he's like he he never at no point does he say why Zimbabwe and it's like look the final meeting the panel meeting in Zimbabwe a week on Tuesday can you get the time off so the chat I heard at Bath was that he applied for the holiday but didn't tell anyone why didn't say why in holiday personal reasons <laughs> oh, that's good in the end they ring him and they were like um, would you we would like to uh, present we would like to just ask you would you be prepared to be our kit man our equipment technician 2013 British and Irish Lions to to Australia and he, he, obviously, he obviously gets a bit of a wobble on and he goes it would be an honour <laughs> and a privilege and they're like you wanker <laughs> it, was like, it went on for ages apparently and it's like the biggest day of his life like, <laughs> absolutely butchered him and he's like catty just straight away straight away do it it's just I love that stuff like it's brutal but I love it yeah that's a good one um, oh, that's great Devin Dumplin on Twitter who could chop a pint the quickest David Platmore Tom Shanklin me can you chop a pint yeah of course yeah, I can I'm, mate I'm shit at that so you can yeah. have that one you can drink them, but you just can't chop them, can you? No, I can drink them. I just can't, yeah. Yeah. Um, a question from uh, Luke Stoneman, quick one. Okay. What's your favourite premiership ground to visit and why? Um, favourite premiership ground to visit? Do you know what, mate? I really liked Bath when I went there last yeah. week. Nice, isn't it? You know, it is a nice, it's a good, friendly, family atmosphere there. I loved how close you are to the pitch. Um, it's a great city as well, so you can have a walk around there. Yeah, and it's right in the middle of the city as well. I I, I like grounds that are part of the uh, a part of the city and the culture. And yeah, I did. So Still. I'm saying Bath. Okay, I'll say Bath because it's two minutes from my house. Um, in reality, my actual favourite is Bath. Okay. So here's another quick one. Do you give me a quick answer? From Francis on email, have the Italian sides in the Pro 14 turn the corner, or are these a couple of freak results? Yeah, they've had a couple of good results recently, um, okay. but I think that's more down to the opposition they're playing being crap. Yeah, okay, that's a, that's a punchy opinion, but that's what you're here for, mate. That's why you get paid literally no. I don't think I, um, it's too early to say where they turn the corner. I don't agree with them in the Pro 14. I think that they don't add enough. I don't agree with them being in the Six Nations. There, I've said it. God. I used to like playing them in the Six Nations because you could score tries against them. Yeah, you've probably got a few of those. You've yeah, got a few tries against but, them. Um, but I don't think they are. Since, they've been, since they've been in in 2000, have they offered enough year in, year out to warrant a place in Six Nations? I know they've beaten Scott, they've beaten everyone bar England, but when we're talking about every single year, do they add enough? No for me. But, okay. But I'm punchy. God, you're so opinionated. I know. Last question. If you've got one more, we'll do one more. Okay. If you haven't, we'll sack it off because I've got to go to this sex toy lunch. Yeah. Um, Shanks, have you met Prince William twice before? Yes, I have. <laughs> that it. Yeah. All right. Oh. Ta-da. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.